This is CliffCentral.com. Welcome to the Opinion Booth. My name is Sonia Booth. 16 June 1976, my mom was a 14-year-old student in school uniform marching and protesting against the use of Afrikaans as a medium of instruction. In three months' time, our eldest son will celebrate his 14th birthday. And last month, he brought home a letter from school alerting us to a meeting. This was an information meeting regarding Isizulu as a first additional language. I was elated and I thought to myself, finally, our boys will now have options. My excitement was soon deflated. I attended the meeting with Nathan. Matthew had to stay at home with our youngest. The principal started off the meeting by acknowledging that my husband and I questioned her about Isizulu as an alternative. This we brought up at the admission interview in May last year. Nathan was nervous, of course, as you can imagine, about making the switch, but the teacher put his mind at ease that he would be just fine. She reiterated that all she needed was the right attitude from him and that she had worked with many students who, even though both parents were uh, of, of Zulu origin, who spoke Isizulu at home, but who never taught that child Isizulu or spoken or communicated or taught uh, that child Isizulu, that she actually did not struggle in her teachings and by the end of matric, the students would be getting your B's and sometimes even the A's. So we went home and I reassured Nathan that I would support him and that I would make every effort as a parent to ensure he improves his vocabulary. I told him we would go as far as paying for a private tutor and that we would download apps and reading materials. I even suggested that he watches the drama series Isibai. <laughs> I mean, I don't watch Isibai myself because I know some of the Zulu there that is spoken is like proper, proper Zulu. We, we call it Zulu Pakla. You know, that, that's, that's the kind of Zulu that you hear in, Os- in escort in the rural, um, you know, uh, uh, areas of, uh, KZN where, you know, um, my dad, uh, was Zulu, mom is Swana, and my Zulu is diluted to a certain degree. I mean, I'm from Soweto where, um, Fanagalog, uh, it was a, I don't even know what to call it, um, a type of a language that was, um, made up, uh, and it was spoken in, in the mines because obviously you got, you had people working in the mines who were Sisutu, Zulu, Zwana, Shona, Kosan, Debele, and all sorts of that. So they developed a language called Fanagalog. So Mazulu is, 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 is not, there's nothing close to the kind of Zulu that you would hear a child or an adult who's coming from uh, the, you know, the, the deep areas of, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Amazim Dodi. Um, the, 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 that's, that's the proper Zulu that's spoken. So now imagine my disappointment when he told me a few days later that he didn't have the confidence to switch. He said, I'm going to struggle and I'm worried I will fail. I have been doing Afrikaans for seven years now. I am too scared to switch in grade nine. Those were his words. 
I didn't blame him, of course, for having such concerns. I was also worried, but I wanted him to know it was doable. Later that evening, he came into our bedroom to say goodnight. Mommy, I have, to, I have decided not to make the switch. I responded, I fully understand. His reaction, are you not angry? To which I responded, no. I thought to myself, why would I be angry? Last year in May, I sent the following email to our son's school. They were both still in primary school then. Currently, our youngest, who's 10, is in grade 4, so he's still in primary school. But that school doesn't have a high school. That's why our eldest had to go to a different school. So this is the email that I sent to the primary school last year when both our sons were still attending there. My email started. Is Afrikaans compulsory and will the boys fail a grade if they fail Afrikaans? Have you considered a different second language as an option? I've had discussions with Matthew, Matthew's my husband, about the fact that there are 11 official languages and we are troubled by the fact that Afrikaans is prioritized, despite the fact that Isi Zulu is mostly spoken in South Africa. Our view is English being a universal language makes sense as a medium of instruction and as a first language. Any other language should be treated like an extramural to be offered after school or on weekends. This can be offered as an option and the school can charge for these lessons or parents can make their own arrangements with a private tutor. There is a deep-rooted reason I ask you and I would like to open a dialogue with you and other stakeholders on this matter if you allow me. I wanted to engage you first and foremost before I take this on a public platform. This was the end of my email. The principal responded a couple of days later with the following. Hi, Sonia. Yes, Afrikaans is compulsory. The language decision taken at our school is influenced by the entry requirements of the surrounding high schools. We would disadvantage our children's entry into the surrounding high schools and ultimately their matric scores if they were not equipped with Afrikaans as a second language. We just recently did a survey of language choices in our surrounding schools to decide on this very offering of Afrikaans as a second language or not. And then in brackets, she says, I will send through the data gathered as soon as I have it. She went on to say, our decision then was to keep English as our medium of instruction. Afrikaans as a compulsory second language and then, so as to enrich our children, introduced an African language, Zulu, as a compulsory additional language. This is the second year of our African language offering. The language offering decision would have been that much easier and more flexible if we had our own high school that our children could feed into. She went on to say, to add to the language choice discussion, language usage in the area, the demographics of the school population, as well as practicality and expense also become deciding factors. Again, a highly charged and emotional decision and discussion point, Sonia.
That exam, that qualification at the end of our children's schooling, schooling has got so much weight and influence. Ironically, the end paper slash certificate is the starting point if we want to see real and meaningful change in our schools. At this point in time, the choice of an alternative second language that is not Afrikaans has the price of exclusive private schooling attached to it and then to that end certificate. Some families could not be bothered challenging the system. All they want is a university pass with the maximum number of entrance points. Afrikaans is seen as the easier option. To consider as well, she went on to say, a whole lot more needs to be done by our government and education system to promote multilingualism. The incremental introduction of African languages is an attempt to address, address this lack. However, in order for this to successfully get off the ground, we need to focus on teacher training, resources, and policy finalization. That was the end of her email. I must agree. I agree with the principal's observations when she says, I quote, some families could not be bothered challenging the system. All they want is a university pass with the maximum number of entry points. Afrikaans is seen as the easier option, end quote. I say this because the information evening two weeks ago saw only seven sets of parents in attendance. And this led to my Facebook post whereby I asked if parents would encourage their kids to make the switch. The following is their responses. Tswana Nsapo commented, I definitely encourage the switch. As it is, helping her with her homework is tedious at home. I'm not a fan of the language. Isuzulu, on the other hand, is my home language, and I'd really like it if my children learnt it more than just merely understanding the language. I wouldn't mind either if it wasn't even Zulu they were offering. I'll gladly welcome any of our African languages to replace Afrikaans. Lungi Lembata had this to say. We made the same call when I was in grade 7, and it was the best move we ever made. A lot of African kids struggle with Afrikaans as it's such an unnecessary struggle if they can switch to their mother tongue. I regret not learning the language, but only because at work, meetings sometimes turn into an Afrikaans speaking spree. <laughs> I'm not sure what goes on in her office or what goes on in the meetings, but yeah, I, I find that very interesting. I suppose she probably feels alienated um, when everybody else during meetings speaks Afrikaans and she has no clue as to what is being spoken about in the meeting. So I, I can imagine her frustration. Alina Nichols Krishanowski, who actually lives in the same hood that I do. So I know her personally. And she's one of the parents. Our sons go to, our kids go to the same school, her daughter. She responds, I do feel Afrikaans is imposed on children at schools. I did mention it the other day to the teacher. 
I find African languages much more exotic and suitable for the African continent than Afrikaans. I wish my kids had a choice. That's her comment. Lusando Luetu Shimange Matsose, who's actually been one of my guests on the show. Uh, she's a, a doctor by, a medical doctor by profession, a gynecologist actually. She comments, how did we land on Isizulu? My kids' Zulu connection is that they have a Zulu uncle by marriage. They have a Tswana father and a Shangan mother. To answer your question, I would switch. Shelby Gaya Anderson, I hope I'm pronouncing her surname properly. Her comment, if my kids were still at school, I would definitely make them switch, if not do both. One of my regrets is that I did not learn an African language and did not insist that my kids do the same. So I wish my parents had forced me. We had the option, mind you, and what did I choose? German, which needless to say, I was asked to drop because I was so bad at it. (laughs) I thought that was hilarious. You know, the fact that she was asked by the teacher to drop uh, German. Well, I assume that's the teacher who... Asked her to drop German because, as she said, she was so bad at it. Anyway, moving along, she's got a sense of humor. Zandi Lemshambe. My daughter's school is diverse and kids get to choose the language they are comfortable in. She chose her home language, Sisotu. Love that. Mia Zir Vogel, who I've also had on the show. Her surname is also a mouthful. I have a friend who is teaching her four-year-old Mandarin. Oh, my word. The new African language. I can just cry. Mia made me promise that I would not pronounce her name Maya. It's Mia Zirvogel. Moving along. Lerato Ramasaha says, I'm not a parent, but I would vote for the switch. Carrie Lee Struble commented, absolutely. Louise McAuliffe I apologize in advance for that pronunciation if it's not proper. My son would have loved the opportunity, but unfortunately, he has already finished school. Lindy Wemguni says, my son made the switch to Sisotu at grade seven on his own. It's been difficult, but so worth it. I'm so proud of him. Kisiboni Maema says, at our school, half the Zulu class is white kids. I think the options must be there from grade one. Then the kids choose what they eventually stick with. It should be less about parents and their biases. Sibongi Lenguenya comments, my son made the switch to Isizulu and has been happy. I support the switch. Lesedi Sibulela. I would support the switch. Zulu is a very common language in South Africa. It will even do good for white kids to learn it. Afrikaans is no longer a must and it's the, it's in the minority compared to Zulu. Liz Makoma. Sepedi or Afrikaans for mine. Nomvula Manyati. My son is doing Isizulu and I couldn't be happier. Gerald Jones. It's great if kids can choose. My kids won't learn Paku. It's spelled P capital X U. I believe it's a Khoisan language. He says it's my language, but you know. So 
each to their own. And I'm sure he would have liked to have learned, or if he had an opportunity, I know for sure that he would have much preferred to learn, learn that. And I, I know Gerald uh, personally, and we also Facebook friends. Estelle Cooper. Personally, I think it should be a choice, not an either or. My daughter now has the opportunity to work in Amsterdam, where Africans will definitely be useful. Language choice should be determined by demand, not enforced by politicians. (laughs) I also know Estelle Cooper, feisty, feisty lady. She raised a very interesting dynamic to this whole conversation, um, uh, something that actually got me thinking i mean if her if her daughter has an opportunity to work in amsterdam and uh, africans is going to be of much uh, much great benefit to her then you know g- good good for the daughter because then it's it's going to be useful for her and it's it's i'm sure it made it possible for her to even consider this job opportunity or for them to consider her to fill that uh, post or that job based on her ability to converse in afrikaans each to their own, as I continue to say. Nelly Masondo. My daughter switched to Isizulu this year in grade three, and I couldn't be happier. I had a clear plan when I was pregnant with our eldest. That plan was to speak to him in Isizulu, to teach him Isizulu, and to communicate with him strictly in Isizulu. I even went as far as instructing my mom to only speak to him in Setswana and my husband was obviously going to teach him English. Nathan would have been fluent in three languages by now had we stuck to the plan. However, I kept switching to English to accommodate my husband. Speaking English was a lot easier as I didn't have to translate. So yes, you can say I was lazy to stick to my plan of speaking exclusively in Isuzulu for the sake of my son and for the sake of Matthew, my husband, to also pick up on the language because he's always been keen to learn. The irony of it all is that my husband would have been fluent in Isizulu by now had I stuck to my initial plan to speak exclusively in that language. Moreover, we had a a Zulu-speaking nanny, and I insisted she only speaks Isizulu to our boys, but she kept regressing to English. I suspect that she was trying to learn English and that she was actually trying to impress my husband by conversing in the Queen's language. I say this because speaking English automatically means you are smart, and this is so sad. Having said that, I blame myself that my son is not fluent in Isizulu, and this has led to my decision to communicate only in Isizulu as of last month. It is never too late to teach, I know that. And it is never too late to learn, I know that. Parents, and this is especially for black parents, it is a shame that our kids only speak English. It is a shame that we compliment and commend our kids for being fluent in English and we look down on our so-called indigenous languages or vernacular. It is shameful that we deem the English language as a yardstick or as a sign of success. 
We laugh when someone speaks broken English and our kids laugh when we speak vernacular because it sounds foreign to them. Now that's something to ponder. My humble opinion, after all, this is the opinion booth. The saying goes, charity begins at home. It is Heritage Month. Perhaps now would be the time to call a family meeting to inform your kids that from now on you will only speak in your mother tongue. Go ahead and tell your kids that there will be no English spoken in your home after hours and definitely no English on weekends and school holidays. I dare you to change the language option on your TV and pay channel decoder. Go as far as changing the language option for subtitles for crying out loud. Lastly, make sure your child is fluent in vernacular before you sign them up for that Mandarin class. Aspire to inspire before you expire. This is CliffCentral.com.